welcome back to Myth and Magic for Modern Times. It's great to have you here. I'm Jessica, your host of Jay and Juniper. I'm a tarot reader and I work one-on-one with people to help them find healing and empowerment and hear their inner voice and take control of writing their own story. That's what this podcast is all about. Stories, myths, archetypes, the personal and the collective, all the stories and of um, bringing awareness to how we are our stories and so many of them have been imprinted into our subconscious at very early ages and now contradict and fight against what we're intentionally trying to do with our lives because we haven't been taught how to integrate the consciousness with the subconscious or to even be aware of the subconscious and to look into it and to work with it which we can do. That's the good news. We can reprogram ourselves and we can reparent ourselves. And that's what I'm up to with my healing work and also with this podcast, which is a platform to shine the light into the subconscious and to all that taboo stuff we were told to look away from and not be aware of that is dragging us down, that is keeping us from living the lives we want to live. And it's also a platform to tease out the messages underneath the stories and the archetypes and a place to bring in stories that we aren't talking about that haven't been given space for so long. And this week I'm meeting with Sam Jump, who's an alignment coach, and we're talking about Russian Doll, which is such a great vehicle for everything I was just saying. If you haven't watched it yet, there will be spoilers ahead. So obviously I highly recommend it. It's different. It's high quality, entertaining, and really intelligent. Um, But if you're still here with me, you either don't care or you have seen it. So let's jump on in. Thanks so much. Hey, Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jessica. So happy to be here. Yeah, and um, I feel like we should talk about the elephant in the room, which is that we have recorded this intro four times. (laughs) (laughs) All with great purpose, so hone in our skill. Well, it's so funny. I mean, we set out to do a podcast about a show that's about the spiral nature of life and about reliving moments. Right. And uh, Very appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you just never know when you when you're co-creating life with the universe and you're really open and consciously like setting those intentions and open to getting the most out of them how you never know how the universe is actually going to take that and play with it and respond and I did not expect it to be us literally recording this intro four times right yeah but yeah there's been some technical difficulties and um here we are and it's pretty beautiful with what we're talking about but let's uh, get into that. Why don't you tell the people at home about you, Sam, and what you're up to? Um, Well, my name is Sam Jump, and I am an alignment coach. So with that, I hold space in various ways to help bring people into alignment with their own internal and innate power. So with that, that involves my Reiki practice. That also involves um, the empowerment and manifestation coaching that I do one-on-one, so customized all around. And then I also do, for physical modality, I do a foundational fitness coaching, um, and that's just kind of based on years of personal training and kind of really narrowing it down to let it be more of a mind-body connection and letting us be in our body and recognizing the power that we have from there. So totally all throughout trying to just help people align themselves with their purposes and their passions, mind, body, and spirit. Gorgeous. 
I love it. Um, well, thanks for getting me into alignment to watch this show. You were one of the universe's many gentle nudges telling me I should check this show out. And I'm so glad I did because I loved it. I binged- It's so amazing. <laughs> I binged the whole thing. I watched it in four and a half hours. Um, and uh, yeah, it blew my mind. And there's so much to talk about. Uh, but we've got to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. And we've got... Um... I mean, it's just such an amazing thing that they did with that show. And it's such a great representation of the collective consciousness that's on the rise that it is. I mean, if we were thinking back to, you know, a lot of the shows that are still on right now, but just the increase of shows that are really giving us something that's not just the mind numbing things that some people get accustomed to whenever they're sitting in front of a TV. So for people like the creators of Russian doll, they've given it more accessibility so that we can actually be watching things that are challenging us and provoking us and encouraging us to expand our awareness and really think about what's actually happening in the forefront of our lives. And you know, in the cycles of our lives and in the different streams and crossing of paths and the picking up of breadcrumbs, like they gave us a really great opportunity to challenge what we think we know. Oh man, we're living in such an incredible time that shows like this are being made. Like this never would have been made in any other time in history. It's, it's like a four and a half hour movie with a female lead, um, with a, like with this crazy plot (laughs) that, you couldn't you couldn't air these on a week by week basis. People would not be able to keep up with it. Right. Yeah. I liked what you said about picking up the breadcrumbs because that's so much of this journey through life and the spiral journey of life is um, moving from breadcrumb to breadcrumb, not really being able to see the whole picture, which is kind of the point. It's why they say life is a journey. And for me, my life very much moves in spirals. And so that famous line, um, our, you know, our favorite, the life is like a box of timelines. Yeah. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> that's so good. Well, actually, my favorite line is when the dude, Alan, tells her, you're like a carcinogenic siren luring me off my path. And I just love that about carcinogenic siren. I yeah. But uh, my second favorite line is definitely life is like a box of timelines. And it actually made me think about this post I did on Instagram not that long ago where I was describing my life saying it felt like a box full of things that has been shaken up and thrown in the air and everything in it has landed. Most of it has landed back inside the box, just in totally different areas. And uh, some of it has fallen out and some of it's kind of teetering on the edge. And so it was so funny to um having just written that and then get this parallel of life is like a box of timelines because for me I was referring to the fact that I'm back in San Francisco and this is very much how my life moves in spirals which for me I feel like it does I feel really connected to the seasons and really connected to um, being reminded of where I was at this time last year or at this time in another year I get a lot of repeating or some very similar people, places, things that trigger um, an awareness of how I was, how I was in relation to that at some other time. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, life really moves in a spiral. And for example, when I was first, I lived in San Francisco before and I left it driving on a train going north um, with my partner at the time to Seattle and then we got in a fight there and he left me and flew back to San Francisco 
with our only set of keys. And I didn't know it, but I was never going to go back home um, at the time. But I instead got on a different train and started going east across the country towards Chicago by myself. And um, I didn't know where I was going. I just knew I had to keep going forward. And then um, and, and then I left San Francisco and I was gone for two and a half years. And now I'm back, which is why um, it, like so much of my life feels the same but just in totally different places there's these touchstones but I have a different relationship to them now in San Francisco 2.0 but as I I mean as I was coming back to San Francisco I I didn't realize that I would end up here but I started this road trip about one year ago and I set off south and east around the country and I drove around the whole country and I drove in circles for a while at one point but then I was heading back to the coast and at one point I was driving alongside the train tracks that had taken me away from San Francisco and I even camped somewhere and I heard the train and I was like oh my gosh it is like 6 p.m. like that train just left Seattle that was carrying my past self and it's that's me (laughs) going right by me right now and I'm driving in my own car in the opposite direction and so uh, those those moments happen to me all the time, and they're mind blowing. I guess not all the time, but en- enough times that it stands out. That it stands out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I really resonated with this show, although like um, I've been finding more and more that um, there's keys like this everywhere, and we're making such cool shows. And Russian Doll is like really special, but also. Um, they're just they're they're everywhere like I'm obsessed with my YouTube channel like I don't not my own channel but just the channel that brings me videos it's constantly it's it's total witchcraft it's total magic like the universe brings me these keys that I need in a form of a YouTube video and I'll be like what is that video about it's like a trailer for some movie that I will never be interested in but it's at the top of my screen calling my name and I'll watch it and then there'll be a line in it that I absolutely need to hear at that moment. I'm like, whoa. The breadcrumbs, they're just everywhere. Yeah. Stop paying attention and staying aware. You know, like how many times do you, just like even in the show, how that's represented, you see people that aren't paying attention in that same way that they could be recognizing those things too. Mm. And so many people just get caught up in the flow that they're not really paying attention to all of those breadcrumbs and all of those little puzzle pieces that are around all of us all the time. They really are. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, I love that you used like keys in the idea of circling back around because mm. the things that we're exposing ourselves to really are helping us unlock different layers of ourselves mm. and really unlock opportunities to even more greatly understand what's happening within our lives, within our energetic beings, mm-hmm. and um, to understand that everything around us is an opportunity to be an example of that, to be an example of a key to unlock something else. Every person, you know, and I feel like Russian Doll did a really great job at showcasing that where every different person that crossed her path in that show had a different role. And even, you know, the next day via the show, the next day it could be the same person but have a totally different impact on her based on the decisions that she was making Mm -hmm. so like that whole idea of parallel timelines which I mean we know about and we understand and how 
all of our thoughts and all of our actions are literally creating a different timeline for ourselves to go down. And um, so I feel like, again, the the producers, the creators of that show just embody that so well. And I feel like a lot of people who don't necessarily have that knowing of all of our thoughts and actions creating a timeline of their own, if you can visually see that, it's mm. just constant. Because if you were to back up and do something even slightly differently than what you've just done, it's going to create a totally different timeline. And yeah. we're constantly doing that. It's just a, an array, a span of lines and opportunities. So the life is like a box of timelines thing, which is so <laughs> incredible. And because it, it really is. And, you know, she's doing that throughout the whole show and to come back around and that idea of the spiral and circling back around um, was giving her the opportunity to experience all of these different timelines. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we have that same ability mm-hmm. and um, it's cool to be watching it and know that, but to also understand that there are people who are watching it from an entertainment standpoint that don't understand their own power to have that same thing. But the beauty of life is everything is energy and they're watching it and their subconscious is going to oh, town yeah. on that stuff yeah. and um, whatever they need is resonating within yeah and maybe we'll come back around after a couple more rewatches of Russian doll or whatever needs to take place for them Mm -hmm. I really like the way you describe the timelines in this um more linear kind of splintering off or or what parallel Mm -hmm. way um because I I think I think I think about every I think I just exist in circles Mm -hmm. Uh and I was like viewing it as a circle but it was nice to get that other perspective yeah do you do you want to talk more about parallel timelines? You have more yeah. theories about oh, that. Man. So I'd love I, to hear them. I feel like with that, um, and I mean, we've we've all seen different movies and other shows even that showcase that butterfly effect. Look mm-hmm. at the butterfly effect, yeah. where all of those little things really just shoot off in a different direction, a different timeline, a different you know, a different experience that we're creating based on the decision that we made that time. And to understand that it's all happening right now, always. So I kind of just see it as a, a big open space, but also a grid. And I understand the spiral that you've referenced where it's kind of coming up too. I mm. mean, Fibonacci spiral, like mm-hmm. that's represented in almost everything in mm-hmm. some way. And so, but I think that instead of trying to commit to, oh, there is only this way, or like, so there is not just the spiral, there is not just the grids and the intersecting lines and the endless span of parallel timelines and quote unquote, like universes that we have the opportunity to experience, it's all. And so to know that there are gonna be times where the spiral is more prominent but then there are times when we really get to understand that like oh on some parallel line like we are coexisting in a space because we've had that thought Mm -hmm. so with having that thought that has created a timeline Mm -hmm. that's different than the one that we're currently living but it's there so this is why you can't pull tarot cards about the future because mm-hmm. at any moment where you are, you are existing, like there's there's the most probable timeline ahead of you, but then there's also 
a million other possible oh, timelines. Yeah, absolutely. And one second later, you could shift into the next possible timeline. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we are existing simultaneously along timelines or just that the timelines shift around us? I feel like we're existing on those other ones. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever we have a thought, we're going to the timeline that mm-hmm. works with that thought. Ooh. So I feel like we are, again, in that full feeling that we are all at all times. Mm-hmm. When we have a thought or when we meet a different person, we are constantly hopping timelines or if you want to look at it from a point of flow, fluidly shifting. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what you want. If you want to look at it more linearly, yeah, is that, yeah. Is that the term? <laughs> you want to look at so. it in Money. a more linear way. Yeah. Or if you want to look at it more vastly that you're just flowing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to put a grid within that open space, like, yes, I feel like it's with that thought, with that person, with that opportunity, you're just jumping to another line. And it might not be a thing of like necessarily going back in time that we're aware of, but we're also in our now. So sometimes, it, I mean, how would we necessarily even know that unless it were something drastic? Yeah. To help us understand that, you know, like the deja vu stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, or actual time jumping. But I feel like jumping into a different parallel plane. Um, is a different thing and I think we're constantly shifting almost like I almost see it as like music notes so, so like a staff we're constantly mm. like just shifting based on how things are I like that you know, visual going have you ever traveled through time oh uh, I don't think so but I mean again like I'm like man how would you know you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think so I feel like um I feel like the closest thing that I would personally be able to think of with that would be deja vu like Mm. there's been so many ideas around deja vu and what it means and I feel like deja vu I feel that it is one way of helping us understand that we're on the quote-unquote right path Mm -hmm. because we're touching base Mm. with something that's so familiar it's like a checkpoint Mm. you know like picking up the breadcrumbs so it's kind of like a thing of like oh I'm definitely on the I'm making the decisions that are the most beneficial for me like this is the checkpoint this is the high five from the universe this is the nudge I love that so much because I get deja vu constantly and there are some periods of times where I'm getting them more often Uh and there usually are through times of change or hardship or some just more like just tumultuous times I guess I would say where it's like can be twice a day or every other day um and I'm like wow like this is this is an important time to Mm -hmm. me but I I like more viewing it as the universe is saying it's okay yeah this is kind of like back to the show like at the beginning before she's really picking up on what's happening with her she's like is this deja vu Mm -hmm. like what's happening here Mm -hmm. like she's asking questions to people to see what their response is to see if it's the same Mm -hmm. you know because it all feels so familiar Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like that thing of us too like when deja vu hits like do you normally like try and shift it to like test it or do you normally just like sit with it and kind of see like how long is this going to go on you know Mm. um but my other thought with deja vu or the other one that I've heard that I resonate with greatly is um it's almost like a point of oh I've already been here So if that's the case and deja vu is an example of reaching a point that we've already been, then are we traveling in time and reaching a point that we've already been? Which again, would that be same thing as 
the original thought a checkpoint Mm -hmm. to let us know that we're on the same path. So I feel like really those two ideas, those theories around deja vu kind of go hand in hand. If there's somehow a way of like that traveling time, quote unquote, that you're reaching that point that you've already been and that's why it's deja vu, but then it's also like that checkpoint and that high five and that like embrace Mm. of you're on the right track yeah you've been here before you're doing the right things like you're going where you need to go keep going yeah um I also it wakes me up a little bit and brings more awareness to what's happening in that moment and of and of my power and um, of the power of intention and of magic and of everything when I have those little deja vu moments and um, sometimes it can just shift me from like going about my business and not paying attention to suddenly being like oh maybe I should be paying a little bit more attention right now sometimes for me the deja vu is something happens and it immediately goes to a dream and I realize I dreamt this little Mm -hmm. second and but sometimes it's almost more just like an echo or something And I wonder if that's, who knows what's happening. But I asked you about time travel because I wanted to share my time travel experience. Nice. Have you traveled time? I have, Sam. (laughs) I have. Tell me. uh, I um, went into a guided meditation with my teacher specifically to go back to this moment that was hugely important for me. That is one of the moments of my life that sent me in a different direction than where I was going that was also really traumatic in ways and um the moment itself was just actually highly charged but the after effects were deeply traumatic for me and I think it was actually a moment of um the, my kundalini awakening mm-hmm. um could have been it, w- it was an upgrade for sure whatever happened so we went into a I laid down and we had set the space with the intention for me as I am now to be with myself as I was then and it was really crazy like as soon as I laid down she hadn't even started walking me through anything I was just there already and I was in that room at the time I could feel it and could see myself and then it was it was almost like I was I think I was in my body at the time not watching it from a distance and I went through the whole evening like I was watching it and fast forward Mm -hmm. and I was just there with myself experiencing the whole thing and then I actually from there started flicking through time to all these points afterwards where I was at my lowest and where I was having the hardest time and I was there with myself and I realized as it was happening that all of those moments had felt different Mm -hmm. back when I was first experiencing them and I realized that that feeling was that my future self was with me and from then I've sometimes noticed that my future self is with me in the moment I'll suddenly be like oh I've got this like this that's my future self checking in on me with what I'm doing right now what an incredible (laughs) thought that is like what an incredible way of nurturing ourselves like kind of like the whole thing of like healing our inner child Mm -hmm. like if we're always that inner child like to imagine now like if we're doing our inner child work 
Mm-hmm. We're sitting with our inner child from our point of current awareness. Mm-hmm. So really, the way you just described it feels like the same thing with our future, quote unquote, self helping to sit with us and nurture us through these points. Like we're always the child. We're always the student and our more advanced, expanded, ascended self is always with us because again, it's always all right. Right. So there is no time and space. It's all happening at the same time. Right. But sometimes you can call or you can feel that consciousness shift the attention. Yeah. And for those listening, like call, like invite in your future self too if there's something that's really stressing right. you out like ask them to come and just be with you because they they know what's going to happen yeah and that's just such a dope thought to have that accessible mm-hmm. like you know you know when those so many things that we know are truths but then to hear them put so simply and powerfully makes it make a whole other world of sense that's mm. what just happened there Ooh, nice so it's like that yeah. thing of like oh I totally could have always just invoked like the level of our being that we know we're on the way to and that we know we have a goal to rise to and then Mm -hmm. even beyond to the ones that we can never even imagine. Mm -hmm. We have access to that version of ourselves at all times. Yeah. And to allow that to always shine through when we're not, you know, because you have access to all these, uh, you know, the masters and, you know, mm. the angels, like anything that you would want to tap into or have help with guidance. Like we in our ascended self, we could be that too. Mm-hmm. We can call on ourselves on that level too. Oh, yeah. You told me that. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like the way you distilled it and gave it back to me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> High five. Yes. And I've done a lot of inner child work, and mostly it's been visualizing myself in this really safe space. Um, speaking with the child, she's usually holding on to something that I invite her to give to me, or she has some experience to share, kind of the same thing. Um, but a couple times I have tried to, I have like re- visited the moment when something happened mm-hmm. a few times, but I've never really time traveled as powerfully as I did with the presence of someone else and the intention set and stuff, and that's why. You know, presence is so important. And there's so much you can do on your own, too, but it is so nice when somebody else is there holding space for you. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where our foundation was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had asked the universe to send me somebody who I could talk to about some things I was going through, and I, um, I, I didn't really... I wasn't in a place at the time where I could just access um, the people who I normally speak to. I was in transition, and... Um, I asked the universe this, and then I walked into my kitchen. <laughs> I was washing some dishes, and I walk out into my hallway, and there was a strange woman there. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was the strange woman. <laughs> she said, hi, I'm Sam. And I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And you were there for three days, and you were really cool and really great to have around, but it wasn't. it was three days later that you were like, I'm going down to the beach to pull some tarot cards. And I was like say what (laughs) plot twist (laughs) twist. (laughs) you've been here the whole time (laughs) yeah three days we've done so much work (laughs) all in perfectly due time (laughs) so something that you actually really helped me with is something that occurred to me as I was watching Russian Doll is there is this relationship that I have in my life 
that is there's definitely a soul contract there for learning experience and it's been a very challenging relationship and learning experience <laughs> and I have as, I, as I'm watching Russian Doll suddenly at some point in the four and a half hours a little bit later in I had this kind of horrifying realization that I was doing this to my own life and that I was killing myself before the end and with this relationship I kept going I kept being pulled to um contact this person or they contact me or there's this there's this pull for something and I get somewhere and then I think this is what it is I can define it like I was I was meant to learn this lesson that's why I've been wanting to be in contact or that's why we came across each other in some way got the lesson done I'm out of here because it was such an uncomfortable relationship and the whole thing has been kind of a really difficult learning process for me but um and you've we've spoken about this quite a bit I'm not sure if you're like fall- putting it together yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, okay. I got it yeah um <laughs> this is the thing that I've talked <laughs> yeah uh so so yeah and one in some way I was not allowing myself to go all the way and keep trying all the different things that I could be trying and, and also to just you spoke to me about allowing what's there instead of trying to control and I hadn't really seen myself as trying to control I wanted to learn this lesson and to move on with my life and to not have to be doing this repetitive thing or be drawn to this person in the way mm-hmm. that I was but I realized within that I was actually trying to control the situation because mm-hmm. I, I mean just... I feel like a lot of times I mean control the word has a lot of mm-hmm. um, sometimes perceived aggression mm-hmm. or intensity mm-hmm. and I feel like control can be done in a very graceful subtle way too and a lot of times that's by way of expectation where we don't even realize that we expect something to turn out the way that we want it to or that we feel it would best suit us but by attaching um, what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're feeling to that anticipated or expected outcome, we are trying to control the situation. And sometimes we just do it in such a subtle, again, graceful way um, that it doesn't feel controlled because it doesn't feel abrasive. It doesn't feel invasive. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, we never want to be tied to that term because of those feelings that sometimes attaches Mm. itself to. Um, That's really powerful medicine right there. I love that definition of control. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, so it can just be really easy to get under the radar that we're trying to control something when we're doing it from such a love-filled space. Um, But a lot of times, you know, I mean, that's still expected outcome, which is trying to control the way that it's going mm-hmm. which is very it can be very limiting and um can definitely keep us dying before we get to a point of really experiencing what we're hoping to experience yeah um and then and so this is this is what happens with lessons and with patterns is that when you die before the end mm-hmm it just keeps coming back around and right. you go back to the beginning even if things change along the way and it's it's a blessing too it's beautiful the universe will constantly offer you the opportunity to walk that lesson all the way mm-hmm. through and to do it again and 
there is no end of the opportunities really yeah and they all look different like that's the thing is that like so you know there will be repetitive things and they're not as obvious as Russian doll exactly that's the beauty of the metaphor right yeah film yeah. yeah, and it was great how they did it that it was so apparent mm-hmm. because um, it really helps people understand from that point of like repetition. Mm-hmm. And man, I wish you would just learn that lesson uh-huh. and quit walking in front of that, you know, moving vehicle, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's that thing of we don't always recognize it because sometimes it's just a little bit different, mm-hmm. and or sometimes it's totally different, and mm-hmm. we don't necessarily realize the lesson attached to that opportunity. Um, we have to do a little bit more digging. So sometimes it's not as, you know, apparent. Mm-hmm. And we get to experience that in our day-to-day lives regularly. And kind of like that spiral or kind of like um, the like the number nine. So with number nine being a point of completion, like most things go in, um, go in formulas of nine or they go in some kind of repetition of nine so like the number nine is completion in numerology Mm -hmm. so a lot of times if you look back to what you were experiencing nine years ago you will find that there are things that are being repeated lessons that are being repeated whether within relationships that you're experiencing job situations that you're experiencing living situations like you will more than likely notice when you give yourself the opportunity to sit with that thought that things that were happening in your life nine years ago are coming back around now. And um, like I said, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's things that, it's always gonna be things that you haven't really learned those lessons through, Mm -hmm. but things go in cycles of nine. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way the universe, like that's the numerology of the universe and that nine, and again, that spiral. You know, I haven't thought about nine in that way. And nine is literally a spiral. spiral. Right. I think of of nine more as um, mastery. I guess it's a similar, I guess the same word completion. Mm -hmm. Like you're, Mm -hmm. but it is that you're being tested. Right. Yeah. To achieve your mastery in something. So let's see, what was nine years ago? It was yeah. 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was the year that this um, event happened that I talked about at the beginning Whoa. that sent me in the totally different direction of my life. I was actually living in Long Beach at the time. Uh-huh. Now I, and then shortly after that, I moved to San Francisco and started a whole different thing with my life. So Nine years ago, I left a relationship that I was in for seven years, moved to New Mexico, started everything all over. And now, um, with a totally just completely different path, focus, intention, knowing, and now to have just left a part of my life that was so much focused on external approval and focusing on helping other people with their dreams and now shifting, going totally across the country, mm-hmm. starting base at a place where I know nobody again, which is why I did in New Mexico. Yeah, and um, letting things form and shift, and uh, even some of the relationships. It was trippy to know the this thing about the nine really just came across my path here in these last like five months, mm. and to think about it, and to even the people that were showing up, to have people from my life that I haven't really had around in about that amount of time like all of a sudden just reaching out and saying hey and I'm like oh whoa that makes so much sense you know Mm -hmm. um but I think that's you know 
again, kind of just working through things and being like, oh man, I'm so glad that I let that go. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a lesson that's, you know, coming back around. It can sometimes be like an opportunity to celebrate yeah, where you it's are now like that from those vu. lessons. It's yeah. just a little reminder of where you are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything left to conclude there, mm-hmm. but sometimes there can be. Right. Or it can just be time to celebrate that you let yeah. it go. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be here now if I didn't let everything that I knew at that point then go. And everything is relative, and that's why context is so great. So Mm -hmm. when you can actually stand in this moment and get a reminder and physically, tangibly experience what your life was at this other point in the spiral Mm -hmm. and then see the distance, that's super powerful. And she does that in the show, too. She does, All throughout the show, like that point of, like, the watching her grow in her awareness throughout that show – um, is another one of those things that is was a really powerful mm. thing, mm. you know. And then at the end, whenever she kind of reverts back, you know, the was it the last episode? She reverts back to where she was at the beginning. That was such a beautiful yeah. way to showcase Talk about that. spiral. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, and um, and just to raise the stakes too. And you're like, she is she going to? Right get it because now she's the old version of herself but even this old version of herself still has choice yeah definitely and yeah resonated with that Uh but that was such a cool yeah way i was on the edge of my seat yeah and like you said like the the people that are looking on to that show even if they don't have a certain level of awareness or you know consciousness which you don't have to to watch it Mm -hmm. there is going to be some point that innately resonates with what is actually happening in the layers of that show Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was kind of even that was represented within the show Mm -hmm. at the end when even though her original character seems to have come back at the end all of those lessons that she learned from the compilation of the show were still within her Mm -hmm. enough so that we got to see those knowings come back out Mm yeah yeah Yeah, that's okay. that's powerful. And so I also want to say about it the spiral nature of life, it I don't want people to just view like coming across the same lessons as I did something wrong and I've, oh, no. I'm dying because in in some way like maybe there's maybe you didn't go all the way um or maybe you needed this lesson needs repeated spirals. And I do feel like with um, the relationship that I am spiraling through in some ways I'm dying. And that was, that was just a really vivid reminder to, um, let go and keep going with the flow. And that's what I need to see at that end, at that moment. But this, this thing that I've been doing has also taken years Mm -hmm. to move through this lesson. And it is very much about going in spirals and I come across the same themes Mm -hmm. just at deeper and deeper levels of awareness. So it's like the tilling of the dirt. It's like yes. the tilling machine where the like tilling machine. And a lot of times, like there are gonna be times when you're doing work in in the dirt and you're trying to plant something, you're trying to harvest something, and you're working with this machine that's really digging down and you hit a spot that it just it's not ready for yet. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda like that thing of like, okay, I'm just gonna give it some time, maybe water a little bit, like take care of the dirt a little bit more so I can get through it, go back to it later. And, or, oh, I need to go to another spot. This path isn't working out for me. I need to go to another spot. So you take that same machine and you go over to that new spot. Like 
the more you're going down through that dirt, the more you're going through those lessons and those opportunities, the richer the soil is. And sometimes we're just not ready for the place that we're at. And it's up to us whether we want to overwork the machine or whether we want to give it time to rest or whether we want to go on one of those parallel planes. (laughs) Having the time to rest is so important and it's really been brought to my awareness how much things need to gestate constantly and need time and that is so frustrating for my human self to deal with that I can't just push through it and that's probably my Aries son in me too like Mm -hmm. I just want to get to the finish line right now but life actually takes time and we are in physical bodies Mm -hmm. and there's really no way of getting around that if that's what's needed and what's called for Mm -hmm. and just being patient and with ourself Mm -hmm. you know uh, more than anything and that includes rest and Mm um and that was you know it's so easy to overdo it and to want it mm. so much and to know that it's all accessible, um, but to really back off and let our human self, you know, go through the process. And rest is such a radical concept right now. It's for those in, um, well, for everybody, we are really not trained to take care of ourselves. It goes against all of our conditioning to not just keep going, 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 mm-hmm. because the way the, the program is set up, if if we're constantly going, then we're, we're adding fuel to this right. machine. And if we actually stop and take care of ourselves, yeah, um, what happens then? A new timeline. Yeah, a new sure. timeline. And one that is one where uh, a timeline that we have more opportunity to really receive and process and understand and incorporate. Mm -hmm. And um, when we're going, 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 we're burning that fuel. But when we're not giving ourselves an opportunity to restore and restock and rejuvenate, um, it's going to, you know, it'll burn out at some point. And we can do all of those things and still have the lives we want to lead. We want to live and want to lead. And it's not all going to fall apart if we take a break, Mm -hmm. which is definitely another story. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other. Yeah. Well, if everybody just did what they wanted. (laughs) Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's just paying attention and staying aware and uh, understanding the lessons that we're here to learn and being invited to, yeah, take on. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me. Oh, man. Any, yeah. Any thanks final for having notes me. on Russian Doll? I think this is a great talk. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, yeah. thanks for turning me on to it. So, this is oh, how the universe gosh. works, too. I saw it and it really called me on the screen, but I didn't click on it for whatever reason. I was doing, I decided to go in a different direction. And then um, I think somebody. I saw your, I saw you on Instagram uh-huh. mention Russian Doll, and I was like, there's a second time. I'm definitely going to watch it. And mm-hmm. then to further reiterate that point, that night a girl asked me if I've seen Russian Doll, and I was like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Got but, it. <laughs> but if something happens twice, that is the universe telling you something, and then watch for the third thing. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, back to numerology, like mm. the one is the idea, the two is the intention, the third is the action. Ooh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Sam. Thanks, Jessica. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to work with Sam Jump, 
and learn more about her, check out her amazing offerings over at www.aligningspace.com. And it's also in the show notes. And if you'd like to work with me, I offer tarot readings, one-on-one energy healing sessions, and uh, we could do some time traveling together. You could find me at www.janejuniper.com. Sam is also at Sam Jump, and I'm at Jane Juniper on Instagram. So find us there, and I hope to see you here next week. Take care. Bye.